everyone, Joe here with Modern Heathen Man. I want to tell you guys about something really cool. I wanted to buy my wife something really nice. And one of the things I wanted to do was buy directly from a heathen shop or a heathen artisan. So I wanted to buy her something that she could use, that she would enjoy, something that she could relax with and really get into. And I found this great place called Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. They're on Facebook under Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. And they have a wonderful assortment of different bath bombs of different shapes and colors, from stars to hearts to ghosts to even little skeletons that my wife really likes. One of the best things they have is a bunch of different smells. They have a lemon or a lemonade, rose, sandalwood, lavender, peppermint, sweet orange, creamy nutmeg, coconut, green apple, Belize, which is they call dark beach, which is really good, blackberry amber, sweet honeysuckle, pineapple, and many, many more, not to mention a assortment of colors. So if you'd like to get some bath bombs, go ahead and check them out at Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs, or you can actually go ahead and email her at redsnightmare29 at gmail.com, R-E-D-S-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E 29 at gmail.com. So go ahead and check them out. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I want to welcome you all to Season 2, Episode 1. Um, this is taking place in January of 2020. Um, we've been going through some transition. Obviously, you know that Yule is a very hectic time. I've had a couple of weddings in there to do, um, some other traveling and stuff to see family. And the biggest thing that happened is we actually moved. Uh, I know it's just across the street. And I'll tell you that, and it sounds really weird, but we're doing it ourselves. So moving across the street has been quite a big um, thing for our family. I now have a beautiful full acre of land that I can go ahead and have um, bonfires on and make beautiful effigies of the gods out of big old logs of wood and bury them in the ground. So I'm looking to make a wonderful space for worshiping and a great place for um, venerating the gods and the ancestors here. Um, just a couple other things. We got two new dogs. As a matter of fact, after we put our buddy Jack to sleep, um, we ended up getting two new dogs, um, two hounds, actually. Um, so that's what's been going on in our lives since the last time we spoke. This year, I'm going to focus a lot on getting heathenry out there and getting yourself out there and really becoming... I don't want to take this away from TAC, but becoming an ambassador for our religion, becoming a person that um, people want to go to to understand our religion and why they would want to come to you, especially being new or especially being young in the Asatru faith. Um, why would they want to come to you? When we come back. We'll talk about all that I'm here with my wife, Kelly. Hello. And we're looking forward to going and speaking with you today. So grab yourself a mug, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself some ale, some meat, some coffee, or some hot cocoa. Um, brave the storms of today, and come on out and let's be uh, heathen together. So I'll see you in a moment. Hey everyone, we're back and I want to welcome you back once again. So Kelly and I um, have been going through a lot of transition in our life. And one of the things I wanted to talk about right now is really getting yourself out there and becoming, you know, a person that people want to see and become part of our path with you. A lot of people I know um, 
complain that there's no heathens around or there's nobody else. But I'll be honest with you, even in this little place that I'm at, I see a lot of heathens. We've seen like what, like five of your work? Uh, yeah, five or six at my job. Um, yeah. There's one girl I work with who wears a Thor's hammer, and I don't think she necessarily is heathen, but her stepfather gave it to her, so I think it has meaning that way for her. And uh, they live just over there, across the border in Florida, so that's pretty close. I mean, it's only 20, yeah. 30 minutes away. One of the rarest things that ever happened was one night I went to pick her up at work, and um, she worked at a convenience store at the time in the middle of nowhere. And out of the blue, she told me I got to meet the driver that's delivering the gas. And this driver was so enamored by the idea that he met other heathens that he was just like, wow, you know, his whole mind was blown. The whole idea that there's other people out there that practice the same faith as him and continue to do the things that he does. And he was just blown away by the idea that we were there and doing that. Not to mention that I even had a kindred and a web page and everything else and a podcast locally, right? He was just totally amazed by this. So we have to talk about getting out there in the sense that everybody's always afraid of getting out there. Um, They're afraid that people are going to figure out who they are. They're going to be singled out or something like that. And I'll be honest with you, as you start coming out more and start doing more of heathenry in your local area, people begin to see it's not something that's as strange as they thought it was. Um, Like I said before, it's not us naked dancing around a fire. I mean, we can do that, but why? Uh, you know, but it's not us doing that. And, you know, it's not us being weird. And we have really good tenets in our faith and really good ideals in our faith that drive us to be better people. And if people knew that, I don't think they would view us as such um, out of the ordinary type of path that we're on. So we have to get out there and begin portraying that. Now, the big question is, how do we do that? Well, just by doing it. I mean, my, my dad used to always say the strangest thing to me when I was a kid, and I never understood it until now. He always said, don't try, do. And I never really understood it because I was an adult because if I lay a dollar bill on my desk, I tell myself I'm going to try to pick up that dollar bill. I can't ever actually pick it up. I can only ever try to do it. And trying is nothing. I mean, it just sits there. It doesn't have it until you actually do it. It doesn't get into your hands. So I learned that as an adult. And, you know, that that stayed with me for a long time. So by doing is the only way that we can actually do. And I, I don't mean it that way. We can try all we want, but trying isn't doing. And I'm not saying anybody's not doing by trying, but doing is doing. Trying is trying. I'm just going to say it that way. Well, and I think one of the things is, you know, we're starting to put ourselves out there with Thor's hammers and beg the seers and, and things like that. And that helps us recognize other heathens as well. Definitely. So, you know, going to Walmart and you see somebody else wearing a Thor's hammer or you see somebody wearing a beg the seer or any other, you know, symbol of their faith, it's just like Christians. If you put it out there and you show that you're something, you're going to eventually find people who are the same, of the same thought process you are. Right. And I honestly believe that the more you do what you're supposed to do, the more the gods will gravitate people toward you. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, like our little place here, you know, as long as we keep meditating, as long as we keep venerating, as long as we keep honoring the gods, they're going to honor us by sending people our way, by sending people that want to help to honor them, because these are the people that they'll see want them to be 
honored and they'll put them together so they get better honor. And one of the things I love is finding those chance encounters, like getting off of work and this car pulls up next to where we're parked and there's a Vegas here on the back window. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. You know, so and now they've checked out our uh, kitchen page and things like that. Right. So, you know, just those chance encounters and putting your faith out there and saying, hey, you're a heathen, I'm a heathen too. Right. One of the big things today I read that is that um, TAC, the Asatri Community um, Incorporator.org, sorry, um, they have their different groups in different areas. And one of those things is happening here real soon. And um, they're having like a get together. It's, a little, it's about seven and a half hours from where I am. And it's a little far away. But I'm not going to go ahead and go to that because I'm not able to go that far away with the kids and they have school and other stuff like that. But it is good to get together with people like that because then you're getting together with like-minded people, getting you better ideas of what is out there, how people act, what, what goes on, what you actually do. And especially if you're new to heathenry, if you're just a modern heathen man, like I, I keep saying, you know, modern heathenry is a little bit different than old time heathenry. Uh, modern heathenry has a little other connotations with it, as we all know. But once we get around those people that are doing the same things we are, we're able to go ahead and, I don't mean to say it this way, but pick the good out of that and pick the bad out of that. Get rid of the bad, keep the good, bring those home with us and start doing those things um, where we are. Um, so with that said, you know, trying to find people that are gathering in your area that are heathens. I know like pagan pride days are really good places to meet other heathens. And you'll know obviously them by the Thor's hammers and stuff that they're wearing. Um, and as Kelly mentioned, the Vegasir, I just got a brand new tattoo of a Vegasir in my right chest. So I'm pretty happy with that. Nobody ever sees it, but yeah. I'm pretty happy yeah, with I it. got my Thor's hammer, um, yep. like up on my shoulder, yep. kind of. And, you know, depending on what I'm wearing, my Thor's hammer shows. But for me, it's there all the time. I've lost my necklace that I, I have no idea where it is right now because we're moving. Mm -hmm. um, and it's somewhere in the process of moving. It's somewhere between our this house and that house. But. You know, things like that. You know, your your outward, your faith shows. She can borrow one of my six, but she never borrows any of them. They're too big. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these huge ones. I don't like that big of a thing. And then oh, his, his goatee necklace that he wears around his neck weighs about a pound and a half. I'm not wearing that. <laughs> but she could borrow one of mine, but she chooses to wear her little tattoo so people can see it. Yeah. Either way, you can find people... Um, that are heathens around you consistently. And when you do that, you get to meet with them. Like I said, you get to, I don't want to say you get to take part in their frith, but you really do. You get to see their frith. You get to join into it. It becomes part of you. It becomes intoxicating. And you want to be a better heathen because you see all these other people being good heathens. And it's something that you want. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about um, how to be a good heathen, I guess, and how to be an outward heathen and, Go from there. So I look forward to speaking to you in a few moments. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, everyone. Joe here from The Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around, and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place 
obese curiosities. Now they don't just offer beard oil, they have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at beastcuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite, I tried Tears Loyalty, and I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products till so they got the great one together and they call it their magical beard oil. I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So with that said, I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beard oil, but Beast Curiosity is a place you wanna go. Beastcuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at Beast at beastcuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at bscuriosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash beastcuriosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Okay, everyone, we are back, and I want to thank you all for joining us tonight as we're talking here. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 1. We're talking about bringing, bringing heathenry out to our friends and family and everyone else and becoming a little more astute in being an ambassador for our religion. Um, to take from TAC, um, the AsatruCommunity.org, um, one of the things they do, which I really like, um, I'm not really taking it from them, but I'm just bringing it to light and honesty. Is to do these things once a month called meet and greets. They have ambassadors that are supposed to do these meet and greets um, once a month, where you kind of like open your doors or find a place to meet and uh, meet other heathens in your area um, and just talk to them about, you know, heathenry, have a good time, and, you know, set it up with one another where we um, can meet and just be heathens in all honesty. I'm um, looking forward to that because my new space here has a nice big yard. I'm going to put a fire pit in. Um, like I said, some effigies of the gods. Um, you know, Ooh, and big more logs. moving into our neighborhood, too. Yeah, we have a couple more heathens moving in our neighborhood this next month, which is even nicer. So, you know, we just open our doors and just have a really good time. A lot of potlucks and things like that um, to really get us together. Lots of meat exchanges, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I make really good meat, so we can start doing some meat exchanges. My wife likes to drink it, I don't, but yeah. No, but, like, not just, like, meat exchanges is, like, recipe exchanges and yeah. you know like tastings because maybe this person makes this kind and you make this kind and we you know it's all about sharing knowledge and stuff like yeah. that and it's really cool it's a really cool interaction yeah it is and I, I got a really good hookup recently where i can trade mead for a tattoo so i, I kind of like that idea <laughs> so i can get some more uh, heathen tattoos on while i uh, give mead for what i do and <laughs> Everybody likes my meat, so I can't complain. I, I will make a, an episode again this year on meat making. Uh, maybe go over a specific recipe and talk about um, stuff like that. I just recently made a Viking's blood meat, which went over really well. 
it's basically like cherries, strawberries, raspberries, anything bloody colored, like red colored. Cranberries um, in there too. Cranberries are in there as well, yeah, and, and dried cherries and fresh cherries. And, and some plums. And some plums, yeah, to give it a really good, you know, kick to it. Um, but it, it came out really, really good, and people really enjoy it. So I'm, I'm um, more prunes and plums, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, more prunes and plums. my mojito need to be done. Yeah, I make a mojito mead for my wife. And that's a One of the other ones that everybody really liked is I made a, a honeysuckle mead for a friend's wedding. And people really, really went crazy for that. So I'll have to get a recipe down for that, too. Um, and just go over some mead making. This year, I'll do that in a couple different episodes. We'll talk about making mead, when we want to make it, how we want to make it, and what it, um, how it comes out. Um, the things you'll need to make it as well, all the supplies you'll want. I use very minimal supplies, but I've been making it for a long time, so I'm pretty good at what I have. Um, with that said, mead is a really good way to begin to um, invite people over and just say, hey, you know, I, I'm making this mead. I made it from scratch. You want to come over and try some? Um, maybe do a small blow with them. You know, I, one of the things is when people get mead from me, they always have to drink it from a horn. I'm crazy like that, but I require drinking it from a horn. And everybody seems really enthralled by that idea. They feel like a Viking and they're drinking it from a horn and they're they're all into it. And it's really funny and fun for them. And for me, it's real. I mean, it's just really veneration. And I'll spill some out and offer it to the, offer to the gods before anybody takes any. And it's my way of saying, you know, this is my religion. This is what I do. You may pray over your meal, but this is how I pray over mine. So. And for those of you who don't do alcohol but would like to um, try to make a mead, there mm. are recipes out there for what's called a soft mead. Yeah, soft mead, which is non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic. And one of the recipes that I had that we tweaked a little bit, we used it in one of our bloats, and it actually was a big hit. Like everybody Yeah, people really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it, yeah. So, yep. you know, that's nice, especially if you have younger kids around um, or you know teenagers that you don't want to have them have alcohol you can make them a version of mead that they feel like they're included but it's it's you know not alcoholic and it still tastes good and it still has that idea of mead and stuff in it so you do have the ability to do that as well yeah one of the big um, obstacles that i run into personally is i i don't drink actually I make quite a bit of mead and I, and I do all the ceremonies and stuff, but I actually don't drink at all. So no alcohol for me, but I'll pass it around to everybody else. And, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. That's your decision. Mine is just not to drink. So um, with that said, I usually have some water up there for me or something else for when I do my stuff. It's not as much of a sacrifice, but I do sacrifice the mead that takes me months and months and months to make. So when it goes to the kindred or it goes to the celebration, um, actually, on here, one of the one of the guys on here just contacted me, and he wants four gallons of mead for his um, um, ceremonies he's going to be doing here recently. And I said to him, yeah, it's all yours, man. I made a bunch of it, and it's available for you. Just let me know, and you can come and get it. I'll put it aside for you. So I have four gallons sitting out for him, and he's quite pleased with that, I hope so. And he didn't have to pay anything for it because it's my, it's my contribution to their ceremonies and their rituals and I feel honored to be able to do that so um, have all those people enjoy it and the gods enjoy it and everybody else and the veneration of the gods while they're doing that is, is really cool to me I, I really like that idea so um, with that said I hope you guys got something out of this tonight um, the main thing I wanted you to get out of it is that you're able to go ahead and not be hidden not be a person who has to hide you can find some people and you can venerate the gods together 
You can find people, venerate the gods with us if you want. Even if you get on Facebook and do Facebook Live with one another, just, you know, have a couple bloats here, a couple bloats there, and um, just really get, yeah, we've done that already with our kindred. Just really, you know, bring it to everyone that you can, and you're able to do it. You really are. Most people think they can't do it, and there's no wrong way. Don't let anybody tell you there's a wrong way. I mean, if you're praising the gods and venerating them and sacrificing to them, you're doing it right. So if you're giving your time, if you're meditating and you're reading and you're keeping up on the stuff you're supposed to be doing, you're doing it right. Even if you're not reading and you're just meditating and thinking about the gods all day long, you're doing it right. So don't let anybody tell you you're wrong in doing it that way. Um, With that said, I want to thank you guys for joining us for this Second season, I'll be doing these. Um, I'm thinking about doing them like once a week now. I was doing them every day for a while, and it became a little too much. Um, computer setup now, now in the new place. Internet set up here. Um, we're going to be doing more here, so I'll be able to go ahead and do this more. Um, I enjoy speaking with you, and I want to thank everyone who's emailed me and asked me if I'm okay. I am okay. We've just been really busy. I got some dental work I need done and some other stuff. But all that said and done, I really enjoy doing these for you. I enjoy seeing um, you guys getting something from them and gals, and I enjoy hearing from you most of all. So um, if you have anything, you can go ahead and email me here at modernheathenman at gmail.com. You can look me up on Facebook. You can send me messages. Um, everybody that has, I do appreciate it. I try to respond to every one of them. I miss you. I'm sorry, um, but I do try to respond to every one of them. So I look forward to bringing you some more information this year on heathenry, and I look forward to um, – talking with my wife here and having some special guests this year. It's going to be really cool. So um, with that said, I want to sign off for the evening, tell you all to have a great evening. I hope you all braved the storms and made it through. We've had some really bad storms here um, in the South. So I hope everybody's made it through nicely without any damage or anything. Um, with that said, I want to say hail the gods today. Hail the gods. Today is logger dogger, which means uh, laundry day or wash day. So uh, have a good logger dogger. And uh, I want to thank you all for joining me. Bye-bye. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me, so sometimes I like a little something in my pocket, and I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DE poles of five to six inches for $40, seven to eight inches for $45, nine to 10 for 50, and 11 to 12 for 60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Baldur, Bragi, Hemdall, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So you can meet anybody's needs. 
Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. We're back, and I apologize about the end of that. I was really thirsty. My throat was really dry, so I had to grab some water, and I just didn't know what to say at the point where I was, so I apologize for that. So being a good heathen, let's talk about this premise for a minute. What is a good heathen to you, Kelly? Uh, just being a good person in general is being a good heathen to me. Okay. You know, showing... You know, venerating the gods and, and um, meditating and, you know, being active in your faith is being a good heathen. But I think more than anything, just being a good person shows you're a good heathen. Okay. So you, you would say it's just like being a good person, being active in your faith, and that's a good heathen? Yeah. Okay. I think heathenry goes a little bit deeper than that, and, and for me personally, everybody has their own idea of what a good heathen is, and everybody has their own idea of what they want to become. When it comes to me, heathen, I mean, some people think, you know, they want to dress in the robes the, with the gandar and walk around and be like a soothsayer. Some people just, you know, envision the Vikings and they're with their swords and their shields and, you know, going to battle and other things like that. And then there's people like me who envision the idea of being a Gothi and bringing a Satru to the world or heathenry to the world. And going out there and doing things that bring it in the mainstream so that other people can worship. So I think everybody has their own idea of what being a good heathen is. To me, a good heathen is a person that studies. And in studying, I mean, you read the sagas. You read the stories to your children. You read the have them all to yourself. You dwell on those things and you begin to make them part of your life. Um, you venerate the gods daily. You meditate daily. You do the things that make you a better person daily. And and on in any religion, that's the whole idea behind being good at it, is the idea that you're going to take the tenets of that faith, um, study them, um, dwell on them, meditate on them, and make them part of your life more and more. And in doing so, you become better and better in that faith. And I think we have the exact same style here, um, we have the sagas, we have the Eddas, we have the Havamal, we have a bunch of other writings that we can delve into and begin to actually read on what it is to be heathen. As I said before, the prose Edda, to me, is the most definitive thing on what heathenry really is. I mean, when he's questioned and he answers all the questions there, I mean, I don't know if I could do all that. I'm pretty versed in heathenry, but I don't know if I can answer the way he did, especially all the names of Odin. So it just it blows my mind, and it just it, it makes me want to do better. Let's just say that. You know the verses I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so it just it blows my mind. And then there's other stuff out there that we, we're constantly finding new stuff. I mean, National Geographic is always putting something new out about um, Viking Age settlements or Bronze Age settlements that we're learning something new. 
um, new things are being found in Iceland and Netherlands and um, places like that. And even in England, they're finding new things that have to do with Bronze Age and Viking Age things. And all that helps us to become better heathens. One of the things we don't have, which, you know, I, I'm looking forward to having, you know, across the country is more hoffs, more mead halls, more places for us to truly gather as heathens and really have festivals and enjoy ourselves that aren't just considered um, reenactments, if you will, of past times. You know, we can actually be modern day heathens and enjoy ourselves. So as we get out there more and more, we'll start to find that people become more and more accepting of us. And even in our little town here, people have really become very accepting of me as a heathen. Um, nobody questions it anymore. I mean, there'll be a couple guys here and there that try to get me into the, the Christian faith back to where they think I should be. But for the most part, they've accepted that I'm a heathen and they've accepted where I am and what I understand to be real and what I understand not to be real. And you know, how I, how I carry myself throughout the day. So they've come to realize that it's not anything different than really what they believe, just a different form well, of Well, I think it's about opening up a dialogue, too. Like, if somebody comes and approaches you about, you know, what's that symbol around your neck or what's this yeah. or what's that, it's more about opening up the dialogue and being comfortable about opening up that dialogue with somebody that you may not know. Right. I always like when somebody's like, oh, that's a really cool cross around your neck. <laughs> it's like, it's not a cross. It's actually a Thor's hammer. Like a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like a Thor's hammer. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Norse pagan. I believe in Thor and Odin and, you know, those type of people. Oh, and what's that like? And I'll start talking about it. And they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So, I mean, opening that dialogue and knowing what you believe in um, puts you forward in the sense that people then don't want to argue because they, they don't want to. I don't want to say that right. They don't want to not, not just not offend you, but they feel like you're knowledgeable about what you're talking about and they're going to have a hard time dissuading you from that. Right. It's almost, it's almost like they, it's an understanding. It's right. Not, it's not a persuasion to get them to. It's like a Mormon going up to the Pope and trying to persuade the Pope to become Mormon, you know, like a missionary from the Mormon church doing that. I, they don't think it'll ever happen. I mean, the Pope knows as much as he could possibly know about his religion, and the Mormon um, missionary knows as much as he could possibly know about his religion, but the two of them together are not going to ever dissuade each other to leave one and go to the other right. because they're both very knowledgeable of what, about what they're doing and very fervent about what they're doing, and we could do the same thing. We could be the same way in all honesty. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's you know, how it should be. We should, we should know enough about our faith to be able to explain it to somebody else if they ask a question. Yeah. I always like a phrase I, I learned a long time ago when I was in um, middle school, actually. One of my teachers in middle school, I think it was Mr. Hebrock, who was my, um, my teacher for leather work. This might sound really weird, but he said to me one time, he goes, Joe, Einstein said you never truly understand anything unless you can explain it to a two-year-old. And I never understood what he meant until later on in life. Is You know, while he was teaching us Leathercraft, he was teaching us like we were really little children, and we never seemed offended by it because we had no clue what he was even talking about at first. And then as the time progressed on, we were able to learn something from him because he explained it to us as if we were two years old. And it's the same thing when you meet people with heathenry who know nothing about it. You start, you know, the kiss method keep it simple, stupid. This is a football, <laughs> you know. Well, 
Well, I, you know, that just brought back a memory that I that I had in high school. Um, it's the Mr. Mauer. You actually know Mr. Mauer as well. Yeah, the yard teacher. Um, he did a whole thing in high school when I went to the school, and he this whole thing about making a peanut butter sandwich and and the instructions on making a peanut butter sandwich. And it was open the bread, put the two pieces of bread down. Now take your peanut butter, and he took the knife and stuck it through the peanut butter lid to get to the peanut butter because nobody explained to him. He had opened the lid. Had to open the lid, open the seal, you know, put some peanut butter on the knife. So he's like, you have. Sometimes you have to go step by step, line by line, to get your point across and do things correctly. So, you know, and that's that going back to that teaching a two-year-old how to do something because they have to go step by step, line by line. You have to literally walk them through everything to teach them how to do something. Yeah. And these precepts don't just go to people that we meet in the street. I mean, even our own children and our friends and family, we want to begin to teach them what heathenry is slowly and surely not to overwhelm them or you know the, the phrase throwing up on them is what we don't want to do we don't want to use so much information and use so many words that are just entwined in what we do that we want to confuse them or scare them to not be part of it because doing that is just it's too much for some people to handle at one time what was the phrase that, that they used to use like for sunday school and stuff when, when we went to church it was milk before meat yeah, milk before meat. Yeah. So you want to give them the it's like you want to give them a watered down yeah you want to give them a watered down version of it and then build upon that you know you don't want to lie to them I mean you don't want to lie to people and say oh it's this or it's this or it's this don't lie but you know give them a watered down version you know like who's Thor well Thor is the son of of Odin and what makes him so special well he fought off the frost giants to save all the world the nine known worlds. What are the nine known worlds? And then you go over this, the nine known worlds slowly. You know, there's a tree. And within that tree, you can see these nine different worlds. And those nine different worlds are what we, we believe to be existence. And those existence um, in each place has different people that live there. And you go from there. You know, you water it down. You don't go, oh, Muspelheim and Elfheim. And, you know, and you don't do that to them. You just water it down and slowly add them into different things. So... I mean, it's 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 really hard to explain, but it's kind of easy to explain. You know, think of it as if you were trying to explain your toddler the stories of the gods and how, you know, your toddler would just look at you like you're crazy if you just start bringing out these words, you know, like the Iron Harriar, you know, or the Iron Harriar. Well, they're the warriors that battle every night and die or every day and die and then come back to life at night and go and eat the boar and, and feast on boar and drink meat. And the next day they do the same thing over again. And you're like, what? What is that all about? So, you know, don't confuse them. Just, you know, most people know Valhalla. They're the warriors in Valhalla. And then you build on that later. So with that said, we come back. We'll talk more about this. And I will see you in a few moments. I'm going to have some advertisements on here for some heathen businesses. If you get a chance, go ahead and check them out, please. They are heathens, helping heathens, doing work with heathens, and selling things as heathens. So we need to uh, make sure we do what we can for them. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. 
Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse, and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night, and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day.